have a sad note to report. Rob Rivera, the founder of the Black Hole, has passed away. So if we could have 30 seconds of silence in his memory. If money was no object and you and a friend could get away to a beautiful nearby resort for a 24-hour stay that includes a world-class spa treatment, would you do it? Now, what if I tell you $99 is all you need for that same scenario and the resort is the fabulous Casablanca in beautiful Mesquite, Nevada? You'll be rejuvenated inside their spa and salon with a Swedish massage, European facial, or pumpkin pedicure of your choice. Oh, yeah. Casablanca Resort's $99 room and spa getaway. You can get away from your stress and start to refresh in less than an hour's drive. And when you come, enjoy our delicious dining, nightly entertainment, championship golf courses, and famous weekend brunch buffet. Book your $99 room and spa getaway today at mesquitegaming.com or call 877-GETAWAY. Must be 21 years or older. Casablanca Resort in Mesquite. It's just like Vegas used to be. And welcome to Coach's Corner on the Highway Radio Network, 94.9, FM. I'm your host, Coach Jim Bola. And a lot of things happening this weekend. Big weekend for Las Vegas. We've got the South Point 400 at the Las Vegas Motor Speedway. And talking about that, the world-famous Clydesdales, Budweiser Clydesdales, will be at the South Point. You can go see them on Wednesday. Um... So whenever, this is really interesting, whenever the Clydesdale travel west of the Mississippi, they stay at the South Point because of the facilities. They are the best horse facilities west of the Mississippi. So um, on the September 22nd, Wednesday, the hotel and casino will celebrate the South Point 400 race week with a poolside event featuring the Budweiser Clydesdale in their furry friends. The event begins at 6 p.m. at the South Point's pool. Uh, children are allowed to attend the event. Fans 21 and over can enjoy free beer provided by Budweiser. Um, Riley Herps, NASCAR Xfinity Series driver and driver of the South Point sponsored car in this year's ESCO Uniforms 302 in Las Vegas local will be in attendance to meet and greet. So. If you want to see these unbelievable horses, uh, go to the South Point on Wednesday at 6 p.m. by the pool. So that's one great thing there. Um, Kenny Maine. Kenny Maine, UNLV former quarterback, uh, ESPN anchor. He is returning to Las Vegas to be a content contributor and brand ambassador for Caesars Sportsbook. Um, this is what Kenny said, and if you know Kenny, this is typical Kenny. This is where they first took me on my recruiting visit to UNLV. So I signed up to chart plays for a few years. I really didn't get in that much. Uh, Maine, who played for the Rebels from 1979 to 81, then referenced their broken ankle. He suffered on the final play of UNLV's 32-9 loss at Oregon in 1980. I ruined my ankle at Oregon. That was fun, he said sarcastically. The whole thing is getting kind of dark.
It's supposed to be my introduction video. Um, Maine 62 said he worked as an usher for the 1980 Muhammad Ali Larry Holmes fight at Caesars out their boxing ring. Uh, now I've returned to Caesars. Uh, he compares himself to uh, the story of a, a lost dog that travels thousands of miles by foot who gets to come back home. So Kenny Maine will be working with Caesars Sportsbook as a content and brand ambassador. You want to be football. Doug Brum, Brumsfield returns to practice. Uh, he's back to practice anyways. Rebel Richard, freshman quarterback Doug Brumsfield was a full participant in Monday's practice per UNLV football coach Marcus Rowe. And there's optimism that he will play uh, Friday against number 22 Fresno State. Um, he had an upper body injury. I mean, now we're talking like hockey. Uh, not that they wouldn't say specifically, but he, he did take a couple of really heavy hits in the game against Iowa State. Um, so it's going to be interesting to see there. Doug Brumfield is the only quarterback in OB has had this season that has a drive that resulted in a score uh, for three games. In the WNBA Aces, Kelsey Plum named Kia WNBA Western Conference Player of the Month and Player of the Week. Got to give this young lady a lot of credit. She blew, uh, she blew an Achilles tendon. Uh, didn't play at all last year. Rehab went on to play in the 3x in the Olympic Games. Won a gold there and has since really come on strong for the Las Vegas Aces. So for the month, um, Vegas went five and one. Plum averaged 21.7 points, three rebounds, 3.2 assists while making 49.4% of her field goal attempts and 41.2% of her three-point attempts and 97% of her free throws. Uh, a favorite to win the WNBA's Sixth Woman of the Year award, Plum finished the season averaging 14-8, 3.6 assists per game, while making 38% of her three-pointers and 94.4% of her free throws. So congratulations to Kelsey Plum. Uh, had a talk with John G. Maxwell, their media person yesterday, and they are really excited about how she's playing and the confidence that she has. And now the big goal for Bill Lambert is to get Liz Cambage, who basically was out for 17 days due to COVID. Um, talking to John Maxwell, Jiggy, he said she was basically quarantined in a hotel room for the majority of that time. So you can only do so many push-ups uh, in a hotel room. So they got to get her back in shape gradually. So with the w wins that they accomplished, they are the number two seed. They get a double buy into the NBA semifinals. And this will give them time to hopefully get Liz Cambage back in. But the Aces are playing very, very well right now. And we wish them the best. So you're listening to Coach's Corner on the Highway Radio Network. Brought to you by the Casablanca Hotel and Casino in Mesquite, Nevada. Remember Old Vegas where the golf courses were right outside your door? The Casablanca in Mesquite is just like Vegas used to be. Now at bookmesquitegolf.com, you can build your own room and golf getaway starting at $100. Mesquite golf packages draw golfers from all over the country to play on scenic and challenging courses. Stay in a deluxe tower room and choose from six golf courses, all within a six-minute drive from the Casablanca Resort and Spa. Build your own golf getaway at bookmesquitegolf.com. 
club. Choose from six unique and challenging courses for every golfer. Find the course to match your skill level. The Palms, Falcon Ridge, Conestoga, Oasis Palmer, Oasis Canyons, or Casablanca Golf Club. So pack your clubs and reserve a tee time. Go to bookmesquigolf.com and customize your perfect golf getaway at the Casablanca Resort and Spa. Stay at the Casablanca Resort and Spa. It's just like Vegas used to be. And welcome to Coach's Corner on the Highway Radio Network. I'm your host, Coach Jim Bola, and we've got an update from John Gruden, uh, particularly on the injury to Derek Carr, uh, questionable for Sunday's game. So uh, I'm going to bring that to you right now, and this is courtesy of the Las Vegas Raiders. Coming off a tough loss, but still has a lot of talent on this roster. Pleased with the start, but also uh, anxious to get going here on Miami. Another playoff team from last year that uh, is coming off a tough loss, but still has a lot of talent on this roster, obviously. As you start preparations for them, not really clear who's going to play quarterback. One's right-handed, one's left-handed. How difficult is that to kind of start the process? Yeah, well, we know uh, Tua from competing against them last year. We also have seen Brissett uh, when he was a Colt. So we know something about them both. They've got a new offensive coordinator. They've got some uh, changes on their offensive line as well, and they've added a, a dynamic young skill player in the draft. We always have a lot of respect for their tight end and certainly Devontae Parker. So they got an arsenal of weapons, and I'm just more worried about my quarterback right now today than anything. John, when you look at all the free agents that have brought, brought in, even since the end of training camp, Mike Mayock's done a good job of getting guys that fit your system. Could you talk about Mike's contribution to the 2-0 start, please? You know, there's enough credit to go around right now. Uh, but again, I'm not going to stand up here. I don't have enough time to do that. Mike's doing a good job. Uh, his staff is doing a good job. Our coaches are doing a good job. Everybody's got a hand in it. And, um, you know, obviously uh, some of the players that, that have been brought in here uh, have, paid, have paid huge dividends, but we got a long way to go yet. John, you just mentioned you worry about your own quarterback. What is the latest with Derek and his ankle? Uh, he had an MRI on it today. I think he's going to be uh, able to play. I'm, I'm not sure. Uh, Will will have the official injury list for you. Uh, I'll make sure that it, uh, it gets officially laid out there uh, in your hands, but I think right now he's questionable. John, we're just two games in, but what are a couple of things that maybe you look at and say, maybe even you underestimated part of this team when you look at when you studied this team now just for two games all through the summer? Now you've seen him in two games. Is there something maybe you even underestimated with, with this team? I think it's the kind of players that, that are here. You know, forget about the talent for a minute. You know, one of the things I've always felt in football is uh, certain teams have a brotherhood. Uh, certain teams don't. Uh, you can try to make it a family brotherhood-like atmosphere, but sometimes it's impossible to do. These, these guys in this locker room are more than just teammates. You know, they're brothers. They pull for each other. They lean on each other, and they challenge each other. And I think that is uh, that is something we're more proud of than anything. You know, we've got a lot of guys that, um, 
enjoy coming in here and, and providing the extra effort that it takes to, to have a chance to win games like we're winning right now. The risk of oversimplifying things, how good does it feel to have that defense out there to be able to count on it and, uh, to make plays and to get stops? Well, you have to play good football in all three phases to make the tournament and ever win a championship. So, again, I think uh, all three phases have contributed. we got to get better. We're not there on defense. We're not there on offense, and we need more big plays in a kicking game. But uh, we're improving on defense. The quarterback is playing great. We need to get our running game going. Uh, our kickers, our punter and our kicker are playing phenomenal. We need to get our return game going. So, um, you know, there's good, and there's, there's things we got to be realistic about as we get ready for the Dolphins, still really early. And how's Josh doing? Um, I met with him this morning. He's in great spirits, really happy with the win. I would, I would think he's day-to-day -day and very questionable again for this game. Is, is, there, is there a process of learning to deal with you know, increased expectations or deal with success when a team starts the way that you guys have and have been playing so well? Well, we have a lot of veteran players in our locker room. And as I said earlier, I think there's a lot of maturity in there. They realize it was a great win at home against Baltimore. It was a great win on the road. And they also know they got a great challenge with the Dolphins. Uh, they're coming off a tough loss. And in this league, you really don't like to see teams that are coming off a tough loss. So uh, I'm not going to get overly worried about um, getting a big head or anything like that. We're, we're taking this one game at a time. John, as a coach, there are things you can and can't control. You just referenced a minute ago your team's unity. Derek talked about he gets hurt, he looks up, there's 30 guys praying for him. I mean, mm -hmm. for you as a coach, that's something you just can't manufacture. Is that one of the biggest things you could look at in, as a coach and be appreciative of? Because that's yeah. nothing to do with you. It makes it fun to come in and coach. You know, when you're a teacher, you come in and you have students that actually are looking at you and taking notes when you're talking. You might learn something. You might help a guy get an A plus or an A, and you feel good as a teacher. We got guys that like to come in here, and, and they they demand, um, you know, that you give them some instruction on how to win a game and how to improve as a player. And um, I think that's that's a key ingredient. Um, five star character. Uh, everybody talks about five star talent. He's a five star talent. No one talks about five star character. We got a lot of that here. And uh, that's a big reason why we're winning. John, is it almost a, uh, I know it's a business, the NFL, so does it almost have kind of a college, maybe an atmosphere, kind of an excitement? I think, yeah, I think this taking a mask off, uh, being able to meet some people in Vegas is exciting. I mean, you know, we, we moved during a pandemic. You know, we're building our team and putting our team together uh, as other teams are during the pandemic. But we had to move from California to Las Vegas. Uh, we're actually... Uh, you know, making some friends and, and seeing our fans for the first time. So there's a natural amount of enthusiasm and excitement and uh, newness, freshness to this whole thing. And um, I think it's fueling, fueling us to a degree, um, but I can't speak for everybody. You guys brought in uh, Kyle Sloter, quarterback of the practice squad. What do you know about him and what do you think from well, we had him in uh, earlier. I can't remember exactly when. You know, he's had some good preseason moments. He's a talented young player with Mariota out. You know, you see Nate Peterman taking all the scout team reps. You don't get to see practice, but we have a lot of reps, and we got a pass rush that's coming. And every day I worry about somebody stepping on Nate and not having a backup quarterback. So 
you know, we have to, we have to be smart. Sloter will be a quick study. He's a smart guy, and um, he'll take a lot of the scout team reps that uh, Nate won't take now. With an in injured hamstring, Yannick still played, I think it was 30 reps right in that window. Yeah, like 29, yeah. yeah. Could you just discuss his toughness and what bringing those free agents? Yeah, they're tough. You know, he's, he's a captain on the team. He's always been tough. He's a strange tough. He's a really strange tough. This guy likes it. I think he enjoys the misery. Being double teamed, being chipped, the hot moments, pressure pack situations. He, he, uh, I think he takes a lot of pride performing at a high level when he's not 100% physically, and maybe the protection sliding to him. He finds a way. That's why he's, uh, that's why he's one of our captains. That's why he's one of the premier rushers in the league. Darius Phylon sucked it up yesterday. Played through some things, um, as have a lot of <clears> other <throat> players, but. Jermaine Illuminor, again, great work at right guard. Peyton Barber, great work stepping up in a critical moment for us. And um, Yannick is uh, certainly a guy we're very proud of. You talk about that. I know you, now that you've had a chance to look at it, I know you talked about it last night a little bit, but that 61-yard bomb for Rogs and just kind of what you saw, what uh, it was, how, how that unfolded? Well, we... Uh, you know, when you call plays, it's, it's, it's sometimes you hit the lottery, sometimes you don't. Sometimes you don't get the coverage you want. Sometimes you do. And, um, you know, I think we got the one-on-one -on -one that we looked for. Uh, we didn't pick up the protection as exactly like we wanted to. We had hoped it would have been cleaner for Derek, but he hung in there and made a great throw uh, with an unblocked stealer uh, in his face to his right. But we got the coverage we had hoped for. We got the matchup that we wanted. And uh, give Ruggs credit, give Carr credit. They made a heck of a play uh, in a very meaningful situation. John, any update on Alex Leatherwood? Yeah, he. Uh, we're going to call it a back strain. So uh, he's being evaluated uh, as we speak. And uh, we'll, we'll list him, I'm sure, as questionable until we get further information. But. We need our right tackle for sure. And then defensively, you guys obviously brought in a lot of guys, but how, how important was it to bring in not only just guys, but guys that were familiar with Gus's system? Well, usually that's what happens. You know, usually when a coach comes in, he tries to bring in a couple guys that he had been with in the past. Um, getting a guy like Perryman is huge for us. He had another 12-tackle day yesterday. He's a hell of a player. He just has had some ups and downs with injuries. K.J. Wright is a storied player. Uh, he's come in here and given us leadership and presence and playmaking. And uh, Casey Hayward, and he's been one of the top corners in the AFC for several years. So to get those guys to give us not only system intelligence but leadership uh, is, is really big. They're strong in the meeting room. They're good on the back of the airplane. They're great at halftime on the sidelines, things you don't see that are helping our young team play better. Abram had his best game yesterday. You know, Solomon Thomas. I mean, the front fuels everything. You know, the defensive line is playing well, and we need that to continue. John, I know you guys were flying home last night, the uh, end of the Ravens-Chiefs game. John Harbaugh goes for it on fourth down, and just want to know what you thought of that decision or if you were watching at the time. You know, uh, kudos to the Ravens. You know, they, uh, they're a great team, and they beat a great team last night. I didn't get a chance to see the whole thing. I saw some of the highlights this morning. Their rookie made a great play, stabbing that ball out of there and making that recovery. Um, 
But yeah, with Lamar Jackson and Coach Harbaugh is an aggressive go for it type coach. I wasn't surprised. All right, have a good day, guys. Bob, quick, the neighbors. There they go again. Jeez, it's like clockwork. Every weekend, he grabs his clubs, she grabs a duffel, and they're gone for the night. And when they come back, they look so relaxed and happy. Where do you think they go? Well, they're not rich, so it must be affordable. Maybe some kind of marriage retreat? Oh, right, with golf clubs? And she looks so refreshed. We could use some of whatever it is. Go ask them when they get back. Well, they're back, and you won't believe it. Surprise me. They've been going to Casablanca Resort in Mesquite on that $99 room and golf getaway. Sometimes they go for the $99 room and spa getaway. They love it. Hey, we could afford 99 bucks, and it's only a little more than an hour's drive. Let's treat ourselves. Book your $99 room and golf or spa getaway today at mesquitegaming.com or call 877-GETAWAY. Casablanca Resort in Mesquite, just like Vegas used to be. Must be 21 years or older. And welcome back to Coach's Corner on the Highway Radio Station. 94.9-96.9 FM on your dial. I'm Coach Jim Bolo, your host. And we've got Coach Marcus Arroyo in Paloma Villacana of Fox 5 with some red zone uh, news about the game against Iowa State. Uh, and we're going to play that for you right now. This is courtesy of Fox 5. This week, again, another challenge versus an elite team. And uh, our guys are resilient. They keep fighting. They do. They fight. They care about each other. They care about losing their in the locker room right now, isn't it? It isn't. No one's, no one, coaches included, are, are, are excited about that. And I think that being pissed off about losing the number 13 team in the country and, and where they're at and where we're at, um, it's going to sound weird, but I, I'm, I'm, we're all pissed off in there. And I think that that type of hurt and that type of that type of idea and identity of understanding where you want to be and where you want to go is part of that, that growth process. Well, guys, not a pretty game last night for the Rebels. I hear you, UNLV fans. I see your pain. UNLV drops two straight games to two top 25 teams, and they got to get ready for another elite team this Friday. Fresno State on the road. We'll talk about how the Bulldogs just upset 13th ranked UCLA last night on the road. Got a lot to unpack tonight. Coach Arroyo started a different quarterback for the third straight week. We finally saw Tate Martell. Tate time. Take the field. A lot happened last night, and we'll be breaking it down in a second with Coach Arroyo. But first, of course, Rebels defense had their hands full early with one of the best backs in the country, junior running back Brees Hall. Cyclones on the board first, 7-zip. True freshman Cam Friel would get the start at quarterback for UNLV. Doug Grumfield out with an undisclosed upper body injury. A handoff to the Chuck Wagon, but Iowa State showed quickly why they're one of the top defenses in the country, shutting down Chuck early in this game. Second quarter, it's Hall again pushing his way into the end zone, and it's 14-0 early in the second. 440 left in the first half. Bishop Gormangrad, Tate Martell, makes his UNLV debut, but he's just in for one play, and Friel returns quickly, rolls to his right, and throws it into the hands of Aishim Young. Iowa State quickly capitalizes on the turnover. Brock Purdy with a Purdy pass to Xavier Hutchinson. The toe tap, and the Cyclones are up 21-0. 
Iowa State would later kick a field goal and take a 24-0 lead at halftime. UNLV struggling to get anything going, finishing the first half with 23 yards of total offense compared to 303 for Iowa State. The Cyclones came out of the gate hot in the third, Purdy to a wide open Charlie Kolar and he gone. Score is now 31 zip ISU. Later in the third, Danny Gutierrez kicks a 30 yard field goal, scoring the only three points of the night for UNLV. 31-3 ISU on top, 151 to go in the third party with a dart to a wide open Hutchinson and ISU extends their lead to 38-3. Purdy would leave the game early in the fourth quarter as his team kicks a 54-yard field goal, taking a 41-3 lead. His backup redshirt freshman Hunter Deckers hands it off to the freshman running back Deion Silas, and that would be it from the Cyclones as UNLV falls to Iowa State 48-3, falling to 0-3 this season. Here's more from the Rebels after the game. Uh, I think just tackling, you know, we weren't up to our standard today, but, you know, we just got to get back to work. And uh, that's pretty much, I think, tackling was the biggest thing tonight. Uh, I mean, you know, it's never fun losing. But like my coach said, that was a, uh, that was pretty good. That was a, that's just pretty good. It's an elite team. Probably the, one of the best teams I've played against since I've been, I've been here for a while. But, uh, you know, just moving on, practicing hard tomorrow. We're getting ready for more footage behind us. Coach, I know you said last night that Doug Brumfield, um, you weren't comfortable putting him out there. He was day-to-day -day this week with an undisclosed upper body injury. So you start Cam Friel, the freshman quarterback. I know you've raved about him being here early in Rolly in December, was with you guys during spring ball. He had a, a very first college football game going up against one of the best defenses in college football. What did you think about Cam last night? Well, I thought he had a good week of work and, and had a good good look in his eye. I thought his uh, preparation was good for the time he's had uh, to get ready to roll, not knowing uh, that, that Doug would be injured two weeks ago. Uh, his intent was good this week, and I thought he went out there, had, had some good uh, demeanor and some good composure, didn't didn't execute perfectly, um, had some stuff he wanted back, but but I, I'm, I'm thrilled with just the way that he, he, he got into the moment, and uh, I think there's a, lot, a, a big upside there. He only threw one interception last night, but to me, Coach, I feel like he just got better as the game kept going. Yeah, I mean, that's just it's just reps. Just uh, time being out there, he got more comfortable. He saw, obviously, the first time seeing a uh, college football team in front of him, and uh, sometimes that's that's drinking through a, a fire hose in, in the first time. So um, he'll get more comfortable with time as, as it goes on. Uh, I know what we're confident of that. He's got a really good composure about him. And uh, I think that he's going to be a guy that will continue to get better with each rep. Talk me through your planning this week. Why rotate both uh, Cam Friel and Tate Martell? Well, both those guys had, had an opportunity this week to, to be a piece of the game plan. I think that uh, Tate had got cleared last week for the first time. He's only been with us, what, 40 days or so since camp, learning the offense and being around. So um doesn't know everything we're doing but i thought could add some value to us as we continue to move on and see what he can handle um playing a, a very very stingy defense is obviously a tough test especially when it's just on the fly and a week after a guy gets hurt but um those guys both will continue to be guys if we can find any sort of uh execution or offense that we can we can we can use with those guys we'll continue to do it takes a, a good example he's got a good attitude he works his tail off and uh now he's gonna keep helping 
I feel like fans haven't seen much game time from Tate Martell. Uh, we were able to see him really in action last night a lot. Uh, what surprised you about Tate last night? Again, I, Tate's been medically cleared to only practice and be at full speed for us in contact for since last week. So, uh, but the times that we've spent with the scout team and around, um, he's got a good resiliency about him. He's got a good mindset. He's comp ultra competitive. Um, obviously, with with a with uh, little bit of an injury, we have got to make sure we're smart with some of the stuff we do. And uh, but again, he's got a good he's got a good energy about him, man. He's he's ultra competitive, um, and I'm excited to see what he can continue to do to add to our football team. So kind of update us, you're going to work Brumfield back in this week. You have four quarterbacks right now. How, how do you move forward? Well, I think the thing that we you got to make sure that we understand is that when Doug went in in the second half of the week one, the ball moved and uh, he executed well. He went in the first, in the first half of week two at Arizona State. Ball moved, he did well executed. He was in for seven plays and got hurt in the second half at Arizona State. Both quarterbacks Doug's been in. Uh, of his first time really get, having a true, his first true start last week, the ball was moving next kid. Yeah. So hopefully we can get him back full speed because uh, he continues to be a factor when he's in the game. And I think more reps, the better will be. If Doug is not, if, if Doug can't go again this week, we'll have to find continue to find ways to, to navigate Cam and, and, and Justin and Tate and, 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 and hopefully facilitate some execution. But it's tough when you got when you got the roll, rolling uh, quarterback system and getting chemistry and timing and all the things that we know are imperative to to having an offensive be uh, executed at a high level. Yeah, you talked about Doug's contagious energy, his execution that he brings to the team. We hope he gets back out there next week. But coach, coming up next, I want to dive into the defense and get your thoughts on how relentless your guys were in stopping one of the best backs in the country, Brees Hall. Don't go anywhere. We're talking Rebels defense coming up next. You're watching the Reb Zone Sports Show on Fox 5. You're watching the Reb Zone Sports Show on Fox 5. Call in motion, Purdy fakes to him, rolls right, fires, end zone! Caught and a touchdown, I believe! Uh, I think just tackling, you know, we weren't up to our standard today, but, you know, we just got to get back to work, and uh, that's pretty much, I think tackling was the biggest thing tonight. Welcome back to the Reb Zone. Coach joining us in studio. He's from his office today because we're both very busy people. But Coach, y'all knew Brees Hall was going to come out of the gate hot. But are you proud of how your guys responded to stopping him and containing him? One of the best backs in the country is obviously, uh, you know, was on the field. We knew that. Uh, we knew it was going to be a physical test. That's a football team they, they pride themselves on running the football and everything comes off the run game um and he's done a tremendous job they're he's experienced they're old and uh i thought our guys i thought our guys would answer the test again they continue to, to have some chemistry on defense the consistency there on uh, the leadership obviously tackling these guys tackling guys of, of, of his nature bigger guys faster guys are are always uh something that you got to be you got you, you can't really uh get him prepped for here in practice uh too much here but we've got to do our best and trying to find ways to service ourselves to maybe present that a little bit more. But I thought they were up for the test. 
and uh, and that's and that's a really good player for them to, to, to be up against. I want to highlight Tyson Player with 10 tackles last night and Jacoby Winman and Adam Plant Jr. both had seven. Those guys mm -hmm. specifically, what physicality did you see from them last night? All three of those guys have just really bought into to the physicality of a, a kind of our identity. That's, that's a big piece of what we want to be. And you could, that coming out in spurts, uh, is it consistent enough overall? I think we inside our building, we'd say no. Um, we've got to be we've got to be resilient in that. That's a big piece of who we want to be, a, a physical football team. But those three guys you mentioned, Tyson players, mm -hmm. young guys, a freshman, uh, is one of the guys. He flies around. There's times of practice we got to calm Tyson down, actually. <laughs> and Plant and Jacoby, both guys who play really aggressive. I think Austin's right behind him with six tackles. We're playing uh, good football, and so we've got to continue to get better and better with those those four guys leading the leading the heart of our defense. And I think that uh, they'll continue to do that. Coach, I know you keep saying you want to put two halves of football together. We saw some juice in that first half in Tempe. Where was the juice last night? What juice did you want to see from your defense? Well, I mean, again, it's you're up, you're up against a big test, man. Those are the, the program comes from challenges like these. And, and we just got to make sure that we, we look inside these challenges and that we, we kind of see exactly where we can be. Obviously, with a young team, it doesn't have the depth that these, some of these other teams have. Uh, we've got to go out there and fight. And we're, and we're looking for those guys to compete. And I think that they are continue to try to challenge themselves the best they can. We're continuing to try and challenge them on the field and uh, practice field in the week to be smart to try to be up for that. And, uh, you know, I think the juice is going to come from execution and chemistry and time. And, um, again, time just together. Well, Coach, sticking with defense, I want to talk about Connor Murphy, the defensive end from USC. The transfer, we sat down with him. He's racked up 11 tackles this season. It's more than just football for Connor Murphy. He tells us how he became a father of two just days before his UNLV debut. You're watching the Red Zone Sports Show on Fox 5. When I first saw Connor Murphy this spring, I thought, dude, that is some hair. And then I met his beautiful family at UNLV's spring game and saw that he had a baby boy who was also rocking the same do. Well, after playing for five seasons at USC, Connor is hungry to give it his all this year because he's doing it for so much more than just himself. I sat down with him earlier this week. Two games into the season, do you already feel like you've grown a lot this year? Yeah, I, I do feel like I'm growing. And really, I just feel like it's going to be a snowball effect for me, not only just me, and it's really this whole entire defense and the team, let alone. I mean, I think you're going to see it in the second half for Iowa State coming up this week. Defensively, where did you find Connor and, and why invite him into your program? Well, I think this is, first of all, I met Connor. We recruited Connor to shoot all the way back to high school when. I was at his other stop. We've known him for years and his brother Trent, uh, both, you know, a great family. And then uh, recently him being at USC with Coach Chad here, our D-line coach, had a background with him, um, you know, and, and we felt that he could fit us and add some maturity to it. As you can tell, um, a mature guy, man, uh, my hat's off to him. I got two kids myself. It's funny we talk about um, kind of a bigger picture too. In a lot of senses, my daughter's only seven. I got a, I got a newborn too, so we have we have some, actually some dad conversations. And he's still <laughs> there, so I, I, my hats off to him for juggling that. He's an unbelievable person. Death. Um, I love his his work ethic and his his demeanor um, and his sense of purpose, man. It's it's really admirable, and uh, I think he adds a lot of value to our culture and our team. 
All right, well, fans can't wait to see Connor and his D-line put up a fight against the Bulldogs in Fresno on Friday. The three and one dogs just upset 13th ranked UCLA last night on the road. And that offense ain't slowing down anytime soon. We'll break down the Bulldogs coming up next. Joe on Fox 5. Yo, the Bulldogs are barking, y'all. Like, for real, Fresno State just upset 13th ranked UCLA last night at the Rose Bowl. 40-37. to 37. The fourth quarter of this game was just nuts. There were three touchdowns scored in the final 255 of regulation. The winning score came on a 13-yard strike from the Bulldogs' Jake Hayner to Jalen Cropper with just 14 seconds left. If you watch the Mountain West, you know exactly who Hayner is. He finished 39-53 of 53 for 455 yards and two touchdowns last night. Cropper had 14 receptions for 141 yards. Ronnie Rivers rushed for 136 yards and two touchdowns. The Bulldogs, they ain't backing down. They got talent and just upset a ranked team coming off a 38-27 dub over LSU last week. Coach, you've seen Hayner, you've seen Rivers. How do you guys stop them this time around? Well, they're doing a phenomenal job. They've got, uh, uh, like you said, you said you said talented, but more than that, they're, they're coached well. They time. They're experienced, and uh, you're seeing that come into play. It's been together a long time. Coach has done a fantastic job of keeping the continuity there with that group. Uh, he's come in, and so they're a talented group. We got our hands full again with a very, very uh, uh, explosive offense, and they do a good job on defense. They played their played their tails off last night. So we're gonna it's gonna take a really good game again, and we've got to go out and and have a great week of work to take care of business. Speaking of this week, it's a short week. How do you guys start preparing right now? Well, we started early this morning. We can get done late and get in here early again and uh, put this one to bed real fast and then hurry up and move on to Fresno for a Friday game. So um, you're bumped up a day. You have no off day. Your Monday practice is a Tuesday and you bump everything up and uh, you, you hope you plan together as fast as you can without a, a day short and then you're on the road. Coach, that quick 24, 48-hour rule, are you guys already flipped? Yeah, you got to be. Otherwise, you'll run out of time. But yeah. today's an example. We got to we got to get on to Fresno today and game plan. We got to practice tomorrow for a, a normal downs day. So that's just kind of the nature of the beast we live in. All right, 7 o'clock kick, Friday night in Fresno. We'll see you guys there. Have a good night, guys. Welcome to Coach's Corner on the Highway Radio Network, 94.9, 96.9 FM on The Drive. And with us, we have a very interesting young lady, Leslie Adderson, and she is the beverage director for Mesquite Gaming, located 80 miles north of Las Vegas. Mesquite is a growing resort destination, and Mesquite Gaming has two facilities up there, the Casablanca Resort and the Virgin River Hotel, and it has one of Nevada's hidden gems, Catherine's Steakhouse, so... Leslie, welcome to Coach's Corner. Tell us a little bit about uh, Catherine's Steakhouse. Uh, well, um, you know, Las Vegas has long been known as one of the top culinary destinations in the U.S., perhaps the world. And just a short drive away, locals can enjoy a weekend getaway in Mesquite and dine at the award-winning Catherine's Steakhouse, along with a wide-ranging uh, menu of delicious steaks, seafood, and appetizers. Guests can enjoy an extensive wine list. So in your wines, are, you have a number of different wines. You have them from all over the world, basically. So tell us a little bit about uh, what wines you have. Uh, some of the wines we have are 
you know, some of the, the more popular wines we have, we have Santa Margarita. Uh, it's a Pinot Grigio from Italy. And it's only $29 at Catherine's. In Las Vegas, a lot of restaurants charge as high as $70 for that same bottle of wine. Mm-hmm. And we also have uh, Heights Cabernet. It's a very popular Cabernet out of California. And we charge $72 on our wine list while it's sometimes $130 in Las Vegas. So I think you see like a, a really good deal when you come to Catherine's. Um, we have selections from Italy, France, Australia, multiple regions across the U.S., and much more. And we'll, we'll find the perfect pairing for your meal when you come in. Yeah, now that leads me to this question. So how do you decide, um, for a person like me that doesn't really imbibe, so would your would the waiter recommend to me a pairing with a certain, so if I was having a steak, so would mm-hmm. would they recommend, a, you know, here's your choices, one, two, three. If I had some seafood, uh, here's your different, you know, it would be a different choice, I would assume, correct? Yeah. Yeah, definitely. You know, with, with a steak, you know, a fatty food goes with big, bold wines. So we would recommend something like our, uh, our stag's leaf cabernet or, and also some acidic foods, uh, they demand acidic wines. So I would go with like a dry white wine, like a Sauvignon Blanc. Uh, we have a Kim Crawford out of New Zealand that's just wonderful. And I'd pair that with our Ville Picotta, which has a lemon butter sauce. You see the two acidic wines would go, uh, the acidic wines go really well with that lemon butter sauce. And, you know, also spicy foods. We do have a, a seafood Diablo on our wine list. Not our wine list, our regular menu, excuse me. Um, and I would pair that with maybe a, a Riesling, which has a little bit of sweetness to it. So it kind of offsets the heat of that. Um, and also, sweeter wines demand sweeter, uh, sweeter foods demand sweeter wines. So well, we have a fabulous tiramisu that I just had last weekend for my son's uh, birthday. And I would pair that with a Stella Rosa uh, Moscato de Asti, which is a, a sweet wine with a little bit of bubbles in it. Oh, okay. really well. Okay. So, uh, that's one, I guess that's one of the perks of the business is that you have to, you have to make sure these wines are acceptable to your customers. So you check them out first, correct? Oh yeah. Yeah. It's <laughs> perk of the job, I guess you could say. <laughs> now Catherine's, um, is open seven days a week, correct? Yes, it is. Okay. And yes, from five, enough. from five to nine and, yes, mm-hmm. uh, and re- reservations are recommended, correct? Oh, definitely. Yes. You definitely want to get reservations. We do have a great bar that you can come in and set out if uh, we don't have any openings and reservation, but we always recommend reservations. Okay. And, and uh, you can make those on uh, com, or um, we actually have reservations on Open Table as well. Oh, okay. That's uh, good to know. And as you, as you were talking about the value of the wines, um, it's also my, and I've seen the prices for Catherine's. It's the same with the mm-hmm. pricing on the food. I mean, the food at Catherine's, if you brought it down to Vegas, would be two, three times the price. Oh, definitely. Yeah, definitely. We have, we have uh, all of our beef is USDA prime beef. And for just a, a, a filet mignon, an eight ounce filet mignon, food milk, $36. The value should be paying easily twice that. Yes, it's yeah. just a great value here at Catherine's that we offer. Well, that's guess. that's why it's called Nevada's Hidden Gem, Catherine's Steakhouse, and it's also been voted one of the most one hundred most romantic restaurants in the country. Correct? Oh yes, yeah, 
Yeah, my my husband and I frequent Catherine's regularly, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> we've done many anniversaries and birthdays in Catherine's, and it, I can attest myself that it is a romantic restaurant for for anybody who would like to come and celebrate something meaningful or just get away and have a nice romantic meal. Well, she is Leslie Adderson, and she is the beverage director for Mesquite Gaming up in Mesquite, uh, Nevada, with the Casablanca Hotel and Resort. And uh, I want to thank you, Leslie, for uh, educating us on um, the wine choices that they have at Catherine's. Oh, no, thank you. I, I appreciate the time we spent.